Welcome in. What's the spread? Thanks for joining us today. We got big news coming down the wire. Mr. Brad Thomas, the college football playoff seemingly, folks, out of nowhere, just all of a sudden gaining steam for expansion, where it seemed like they were just so set on the four-team format. But I'll tell you something. The power of social media. It's what has. I mean, there is no doubt that the fans... And the supporters of college football in this game, and not just, you know, the the fans of big programs, but all of this noise coming from the group of five. All of these teams that have paved the way are actually making an impact. And here we are. When the news broke, I almost thought it was like a joke. Like the first thing that I saw was Gus Malzahn post a picture of a 12 jersey. With no context, really. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And then I went on, like, Bleacher Report. I was like, what is Gusmo? It has to be tied. So I went to the UCF section. And I was like, oh, wow. Impressive. I mean, if you're a school like UCF, you know, it, it, it definitely opens the door for you. And we will get into that. Um, but essentially, what we know so far is that they are proposing and they're going to talk about next week a 12-team playoff. All right? we're I mean, going from four... To 12 with the top four seeds getting a buy and what they're saying is is that they're going to have the top six conference champions which yes. if you do the math that means that you are guaranteed a group of five conference champion playing for a national championship which listen as as much as we talk about the group of five on this podcast i have no problem giving you know schools like coastal carolina and ucf and memphis a shot at the national championship I think that it it opens things up for the game, but at the same time, I just don't think we're going to be seeing the results that people are expecting. Yes. I Okay. Thank God you said that. So what's going to happen is you're going to have your six auto bids, and then your at-larges, they're going to give credit to a two or three loss like SEC, Big Big Ten, even a two loss Big 12 before you think about like maybe a one or two loss. Uh, group of five it's 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 absurd and unfair but I think that that they think this is a step in the right direction and I think it's gonna be more entertaining what really gets to me about this uh, is let's do neutral let's do uh not neutral sites let's do home field advantage yeah until the championship they don't have that proposed in there but the problem is 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 that they still need to give the bowl games their money. And yes, you know, that's, that's the biggest problem. That's the issue. So, and and let's talk about that for a second because this is something that that we've been proposing for years yep. is getting, you know, that that first round on campus and that's the part that excites me the most because we are talking about home games on campus in December. Do you realize that if you have like a Wisconsin Hosting a playoff game that you're going to be playing like a Wisconsin in sub-zero versus Texas? temperatures, yeah, that's unfair. Or uh, an like an Auburn or a Georgia, like oh my going God. up to Wisconsin, like, and that's the other thing too is that we're going to be seeing a lot of three loss Power Five teams in this format. Oh yeah, and you're still going to see three loss Power Five teams ranked ahead of undefeated or one loss group of five teams. Like you're still going to see that if you take a look. At the college football playoff ranking top 12s since it started in 2014, you see the same names, the same three lost teams every single year. Yes. The Penn States, the Wisconsin's, the Auburn's, A&M. the Texas A&M's. <laughs> um, early on, it was Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, the Baylor's. Uh, 
these same teams are in the top 12. So you're still going to have all of this cry, you know, outcry. Oh, yeah. Of all of these three lost teams that are getting in the playoff over one lost group of five teams. My question becomes, what happens? Like, what, what do they say when they're left out at that point? And then they're going to say it's favoritism, but this is something that it's I still going to happen. Yeah. I think a lot of the G5 is super stoked about. This is where you really have to make do of your representation. Because if your representation gets into the playoffs and gets smoked, you don't have a leg to stand on when they start leaving other uh, other G5 teams out. Yeah. If they go out there and win, then yes, that loss to an undefeated Cincinnati looks better on another American team. But if Cincinnati goes out there and they lose, the next year the precedent has been set that they don't compete. They can't compete. The other teams, the teams, if they're going to lose to Cincinnati, how are they going to beat Georgia? Why do we bother putting them in? So that first year that whenever this decides to actually happen, they get everything panned out. The G5, if they want this to to be more than just a we got you in kind of thing, like a, we're trying to appease the crowd and actually really seriously put G5 teams in that aren't auto bids, you're going to have to win that first game. Whatever you do, I don't care if you have to pay off the refs, you have to win that first game, or else if you lose that first game, they're never going to put any stock in any one-loss G5 team. Yeah, it's going to be, that's a good point. It's going to be an important development, especially in that first year, because that one group of five team that makes it is going to be representing the that entire side yes. of college football. And the rules are, you know, that they put into place here, it guarantees that one group of five team makes it every year. But to your point, they got to earn their respect. Yes. So the committee will continue to rank three lost Penn State ahead of one lost Louisiana until the end of time. Yes. Unless, you know, the group of five makes such a strong statement in the college football playoff that it warrants that decision moving forward. But until that happens, I mean, you still got to earn the respect. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this alters recruiting as well, because you start to think about it like uh, a team like Loyola Chicago in college basketball. Their recruiting has definitely stepped up a bit. But in college football, will that happen? You know, well, because it's easier to make a run in the NCAA tournament in, col- in college basketball than I imagine a run in this college football is. The Blue Bloods in college football are nearly unbeatable by everyone else than you're going than, than in college basketball. The the blue chip teams, blue chip programs in college basketball can be beat any day because it's basketball. Now, I do think over time that this will be really good for the game in the long run. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Where I really do, we're gonna start, we're gonna start to slowly but surely see a leveling out of talent a little bit. Where I don't think you're that you're gonna see um every single five star in the country only going to three schools. Yep. Whereas if, if you have the choice, let's say a five star, right? And he has the choice between uh waiting his turn for three years at Alabama or he can go start for Baylor right now. Yeah. Then you might see that recruit go play for Baylor because he knows he can get on the field and also compete in the college football playoff his first year. Because now that opportunity is open to every single power five team in the country. Yes. Whereas you're going to start to see, as I said, a lot of the same teams, but you're also going to see teams like Baylor who, you know, find their way into the top 12. Or there was one year that Kansas state was in the top 12 a couple years ago. I mean, just these teams that out of nowhere, now everybody has a shot. I, I and would, I do like that. Part. I am excited for the first Cinderella moment that we have, 
whereas Cinderella has an amazing run to the championship. But then what do we do to the football schedule? Do we shorten the football schedule? Do we lengthen it? Like, yeah. I know that this is just a proposal now and there's a lot to work out. There's a lot to talk about. For me, I do not want football shortened for a playoff. Like, especially since Alabama is going to have more buys than we can can imagine, you know? like Yeah, well, and here's here's the other thing, too, with how, with how many games you're going to play. I mean... We also this also opens up the possibility of seeing the same matchups year in and year out. Yes. Whereas look at like Florida and Alabama. Like what if Florida and Alabama last year would have played in the regular season too, and then they meet in the SEC championship game, and then they could meet in the college football playoff. Where now you're, I mean, have, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Yeah. They play twice oh last my God. year because everybody in the Big Twelve plays each other. So what if they meet again in the playoff? Then you're seeing teams, you're seeing the same matchup for the third time. It happens in the NFL. Uh, but in college, it's not really supposed to happen that way. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. But now you could see that where it, maybe it doesn't fully fix what everybody is wanting it to fix. Yeah. I'm fine with more football, but I am not fine with diluting the product. So now I want to go into this comparison that I was thinking of where uh, with college basketball. And this is what I tell people when I talk about college basketball and being such a big Ohio State basketball fan. Everyone, casual college basketball fans will tell you, well, it doesn't matter. Everybody makes the tournament, yeah. right? And we're kind of going to have a situation where college football is going to be exactly the same. And hear me out for a second. If you look at the college football playoff ranking top 12 since 2014, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and uh, Clemson have made it every single year. Yeah. Except one for Clemson, and there was one year that Alabama didn't make it. Yeah. But Ohio State and Oklahoma was has been in this thing every single year. And you've got other teams like Georgia, who would have been in it every single year except one. So it's creating kind of that March Madness we're, we're mentality. Going to feel like they're gonna they're auto bids for the tournament. Right. So why I love college basketball so much is that you know regular season games, you're trying to build your resume. Listen, like, it's a situation where most of the time I know that this team is going to make the tournament. Most of the time you know this team is going to make the tournament, whether or not they win or lose this regular season game. But that regular season game still has a big spotlight on it. Now, I believe that we're going to get that in college football as well. Yeah. Because, but on the flip side, like, in Ohio State, Oregon this year, it doesn't have quite as much impact. Yes. When you're vying for for fewer spots, those big marquee matchups... Those non-conference games are huge, and then you you could lose that. Look at Georgia Clemson this year, right? Georgia Clemson is a elimination game. Yes, week one, not which, in a twelve team, not in a twelve team, right? So, yeah. so what if we had a twelve teamer this year? Then that game really, essentially, I'm sorry to say, that game means absolutely nothing. Yes, because both Georgia and Clemson are making a twelve team playoff. Yep, they're not not going to make it. Because those are two of the best teams in the country. Regardless of whoever loses that match, which right. that's when it becomes we get less excited about the big matchups, all to try to appease a G5 right. team. Now, the argument that I've heard is that more teams will be in the race come November. And I do agree with that. And that is really cool. Yeah. Because there is a lot of times where we're coming down the stretch of a college football season and the playoff is, is locked into place. And I'll actually admit. I mean, 90% of the time, we know who's making the playoff yeah. by week six. Yeah. And that's you just the way it's been. Too. So on that side of it, I'm very excited. I think it's very cool that an Iowa State or a, or a two-loss Penn State could be playing a very meaningful game. Yeah. Um, also, how about this, right? So 
let's talk about the Big Ten West for a second, okay. right? Where a Big Ten West team has never even been close to making the playoffs. Oh, sorry, Wisconsin was close one year and then they lost to Ohio State. Anyway, you still put yourself in a situation where if you win the Big Ten West, you have a chance in the Big Ten Championship game. And if you win that game, you're in. Yeah. So it does create that as well, where division races, like let's, how about the ACC? Yeah. You know, the coastal ACC division race becomes that much more important where it didn't mean anything before. Uh, whereas maybe they still won't be Clemson, but it's like, wow, if they do beat Clemson, they're in, they're in the playoffs. Regardless. So it does create that situation as well. Whereas think about why we love um, conference championship weekend and college basketball so much. We love it so much because there's all of these championship games where if you win, you're in. It does create that a little bit. Uh, for college football. So I, the only thing I think though, and like, and I just want to play devil's advocate is like they win, they're in, we're going to get some upsets. They're going to be super exciting. But I think that a lot of the times, especially if you think about like in the ACC championship where you have an undefeated Clemson, they know they lose that game. They're out. I think the, the other team is just as excited to try to knock a team out than, than, than seal their own fate. Yeah. And also, you and I know college football or uh, conference championship weekend very well. Honestly, upsets rarely happen. Yeah. So it's also that kind of situation too, where what they're doing is they're making the regular season more impactful. Yeah. Which uh, in in some ways, and so let me just go ahead and I I want to reiterate my point. They're making the regular se- they're diluting the regular season, but also making it more impactful at the same time. They're diluting the regular season for Ohio State and Alabama fans. Yeah. But they're making the regular season more impactful for Penn State, Wisconsin, and Auburn fans. Because they're in it up till the end, whereas we know Ohio State and Alabama, that's the thing, Brad, we know they're going to be in the they're playoff be, every They wouldn't need to have a four-loss season. Exactly. If Ohio State or Alabama roll through a season with three losses, they're making the playoffs. Yes. And a part of me, a lot, a big part of me doesn't like that as an Ohio State fan. Because it does dilute the regular season for me as an Ohio State fan or an Alabama or a Clemson. Because we're still making the, because now we are guaranteed to There's make like, the playoff oh, we're just every get in. single year. We'll just get in. That loss that Ohio State had uh, to Purdue in 2018 that knocked You're us out. Playoff. We're in the playoff. Um, but Alabama lost uh, to Auburn in the final season of the game, yeah. and doesn't matter. You're yeah, in the playoff. We're in the playoff. So. You know, there's also that aspect to it where it's kind of making the regular season less impactful for big programs, but more impactful for smaller programs, especially group of five. But even with the group of five, Brad, it's always the American conference at the top. Is it not? Yeah. So you're so this is my other point. Now, you're still not really giving a chance to a Sunbelt team. Coastal Carolina um, was the only team or non-American conference team that's finished in the top 12. And it's only because it was a COVID year. Yeah. A Pac-12 champion never would have finished behind Coastal Carolina in a normal yeah. year. And, that, and that's where we start to be like, so then when do they, what, do they get two spots next time? Right. So, that, so that, that's always the thing. So they got to remember, all right? So now it's just the American conference that's being included in the playoff, right? Yes. So now we essentially just have a power six. Yeah. So now it's a power six and a group of four because the Mountain West champion isn't going to be ranked ahead of the American champion. No. When is the American champion ever going to have like four losses? Never. No. It's always going to be a strong zero or one loss team because that conference has really good programs. So you're still not including the Mountain West. I like that you said that. It's going to be the the G. This going to be the G four. Yeah. The P six. That's, right? that's essentially what we were. Creating. That's what it's turning into, and that's what they're creating with this rule, which still doesn't really make sense to me. So now what I'm saying, and, and this is not what I'm proposing, but you know what if this is about being an all-inclusive league yeah then just have 10 automatic bids 10 conference winners 
and then have two at-larges. That way you include all the conferences. Yeah, all because that. isn't that what they're trying to do? They're trying to be inclusive to everybody. But with this system, you're only being inclusive to UCF or Memphis or Cincinnati. Cincinnati. You're only being inclusive to the American Conference champions. Because now, really, the uh, we're talking about non-conference scheduling. Yeah. Ohio State and Alabama are still not going to schedule games with Coastal Carolina. No, never. And Appalachian State and never. Louisiana. Why would you? No. You might as well schedule a tune-up game yep. because you know you're getting into the playoff. And then this starts to starts to make you think that we're going to get even worse G5 games. Like, they're non-conference schedule because they know they win the G5, their conference. Yep. So, like like uh, UCF or, or a good point. So maybe they won't want to challenge themselves anymore yeah. because the American knows that they essentially have an automatic bid. Yes. All right. I would be curious. Let's say this thing starts next year. Over the next 10 years, I'd be very curious. I mean, I think it would be 9 out of 10. It would yeah. be the American nine champion. 9 out of 10 for sure. Out of a 10-year period, I think that one time, uh, like uh, Boise State or yeah. you know uh, Louisiana, one time one. would finish over the American champion. And it would have to be like one of those amazing schedules where they knock off Two P five. Yeah. and I think that, that that's what we're not talking about enough. And this just came out, but man, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter already. This is exciting, but this is not what we're talking about enough. Is that you're still? I know that there's no perfect fix, but what you have to understand is I have not been, I, I have not advocated for expansion. I've lined out all the reasons why I'm okay with it. Yeah, I've also lined out a lot of the flaws with it. But what I'm saying is, is that all the crying, crying out for inclusion, this doesn't fix that problem. No. It, We're still but, at square one. But let's 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 take a second and go back and remember that a lot of the crying out on social media from G five uh, supporters has been American Conference supporters. It has been absolutely, and that's fair because they've been some of the better group of five teams. Yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, so it's going to make them really happy. Yeah. Oh, they've been stoked. I've, Twitter's <laughs> gone insane. Yeah. But what about Coastal? You know, what about Appalachian State? What, what about these teams that still aren't really going to have a chance because no. a three-loss Texas A&M is still going to finish above a one-loss Appalachian State any day of the week? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, in some ways, it moves us forward. In other ways, it moves us back. But I want it on record that I have no problem with this. Me it's exciting. Either. Obviously, I'm, it's exciting. It's more college football. I'm excited, but I want, like... Those home matchups so bad. And like, not even because it's like Alabama, but playoffs, when someone has home field advantage, makes it so much more exciting. Like neutral site is cool for the bowl games and everything, but I'm not getting that revenue. Yeah. So speaking of bowls, two more things I want to talk about. Uh, The bowl games. All right. This fixes a problem that has become so apparent. Uh, over the last two seasons, and that's that's also why I'm, I, that I'm, I'm such a big advocate for this because the college football postseason, as we know, it's completely broken. Yeah, it is completely broken, and this fixes it. This does fix that aspect of it. It does make a situation where you no longer have a Fiesta Bowl where everybody's sitting out. Yeah, and everybody's gone. You have a situation where college football's biggest stars are playing on the biggest stage at the end of the year. Yes. Which is something that we haven't had enough of. We, with only four teams, you only get so many stars. Yep. But now you get a situation where Saquon Barkley would have been in the playoffs. Yes. And, you know, so you've got that situation where it does open up those moments. And it also makes these bowl games, like the Peach Bowl, would be a, you know, a quarterfinal. Yes. Or it'd be top eight. You know, the... They would matter. So it, it, it would fix college football's postseason, which is awesome because it desperately needs it. And then 
the last thing I want to talk about is what the hell do you do with Notre Dame? Because from what they proposed, and I don't know if they have a caveat for Notre Dame, but they specifically said that the top four buys would be conference champions. Yeah. So does that force Notre Dame's hand? Does that force them to join the ACC? No, they'll never have a buy. Or they'll never have a buy. Under this proposed system, you yeah. can't make an exception just for Notre Dame because they're an independent oh, school. Oh, Notre Dame's top four undefeated. Give them a bye. Right. No. So under that system, I feel like you're kind of forcing Notre Dame's hand, and maybe that forces them to, to you know to be in the ACC. That's a great point. I didn't I don't even know. think about that. But so you know, and that's that's another thing. Now, if I don't personally, I don't think that the first four buys should automatically be conference champions. I don't think so either because. We've seen a situation where, how about when Bama and Georgia both made the playoff because yeah. they were two of the top four teams in the country. Now you're kicking Georgia out of that scenario, or I'm sorry, you're kicking Bama out of yep. that scenario where they wouldn't have gotten a yeah, bye that year, but no. they were clearly one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. So I don't think that the top four it should automatically be conference champions. Absolutely not. I think not. it should be the top four. I think it's just top four is top four. So if you're a conf- if you're a top six conference champion, you're guaranteed the playoff. I don't think you should be guaranteed any kind of bye. Yep. Because then you're going to have a situation where that 4C is, is going to be maybe the 6th or 7th best team in the country. I, I absolutely agree. Like, it's stupid. So, you know, there's there's a lot that needs to be uh, talked about. And there's a lot that needs to be discussed. I'm really curious to see what comes out of their conversations um, next week. And again, I, it's a step in the right direction. We, we need to be talking about this. I'm glad for an expansion. I'm glad that people feel included and I'm glad that we get meaningful football at the end of the year. One thing I'm going to say before I end my piece yeah. is Adam Silver and the NBA did a great job of making the end of the season impactful by creating this play-in situation. It's going to be the exact same thing for college football, but not the actual season, but the postseason where we are actually trying hard, where we're watching a game where Freaking Michigan doesn't sit every single player because they're getting ready for the draft, but Michigan believes they have a chance to make it to the national championship. Yeah. And it makes November one of the best months in sports. It's already it's already my favorite month in sports uh, with college football in uh, November. But man, now you've got so many so many more meaningful November games and yeah. the bowl games. As you were talking about, you're not going to see guys sitting out anymore. You're not going to see guys checking out anymore mentally. Yeah, you know that uh, late November Minnesota Wisconsin game that that decides the Big Ten. West all of a sudden becomes one of the biggest games of the year where it, it, it only mattered to Big Ten fans yeah. previously. Um, but now it makes it that much more important. It it makes these it, it makes that uh you know Virginia Virginia Tech game you know that much more important or yeah. you know that North Carolina Duke game one year where they're fighting it makes those games that much more impactful, which I think is the biggest advantage of what they're doing. But on the flip side, I am genuinely worried about what this means being an Ohio State fan or an Alabama fan and how I feel about the regular season because I don't know how I'm going to feel until I'm in it. Yeah. But it's going to change things for those programs. It's not going to be like, uh, I'm not going to be nervous for games anymore. Yeah, you know, and there's that level of it where how could you be? Because it's going to be a situation where it's really just going to be a showcase for the kids to, you know, uh, a test. That's all it's going to be is a test. There's never going to be elimination games anymore for Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. So you're just, everyone's so tired of seeing the same teams every year, right? They're going to You're just reiterating that. You're going to see the same exact teams every single year. It's going to be the same statement where the people who are like, oh my gosh, the same four teams every year. Oh, it's the same 12 teams every year. And until the talent gap starts to close, which is going to take a lot of time, and and I'm not even saying that it's guaranteed. That's just my prediction is is, is that I think that the talent gap will slowly close. Um, but 
your factories, your NFL factories like Ohio State and Alabama, they're still going to get that talent. And come playoff time, that talent is what is going to win out. College football should restructure conferences and build in a relegation system. That'd be interesting. Like, if we have Vanderbilt sucking it up, kick call, them out. Call up Coastal. Yeah, yeah. Coastal's in for that season. And they're in for Vanderbilt the Vanderbilt gets relegated, and they're going to have to earn their way back. I, I I like that. That sparks a whole other conversation that I could talk yeah. for another oh, 20 minutes. Yes. But <laughs> that's really cool. Um, that's, you know, and and again, this is a step in, in that kind of direction, yeah. I feel like, where they're just trying to be more inclusive. And I got no problem with that. So I think that the future is bright for college football. And it's already, you know, one of America's greatest sports. But the fact that uh, it's going to be so much more impactful at the end of the season, not just for us as Ohio State and Alabama fans, but for an Iowa fan or for a Penn State fan or for a Coastal Carolina fan, I'm all about it. That's all I got to say about that. I'm excited, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of What's the Spread. Be sure to download the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, however else you get your podcasts. Feel free to drop something in the comments or rate and subscribe.